Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word. I'm your host this week, Jacob Eucher, and I'm joined today by Randy Bacon. He's offered to come and, and share his story about his faith and journey, what brought him to Desert Spring and so forth. You want to say, hi, Randy? Hi, how are you? What we're doing this season, as you know, is um, hearing people's stories. And um, I'm fortunate to, to have Randy here. We were uh, served on church council together when I was chair. Randy's been a long time. I think a long time. You've been on the, as late, at least as long as I've been on church council, you've been on church council. Yeah, and, probably, uh, I don't know, five, six years. Yeah, yeah. Some, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I was telling Randy before we started, I said, you know, I, I really want to hear more about Randy. And so um, do you want to start by telling a little bit about yourself and what brought you here to Desert Spring and how long you've been here and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've been here uh, roughly uh, since 2006, uh-huh. uh, thereabout. So you were here for before the before Pastor Dave. Right? Yes. Before the the new sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of. Yeah. Lot yeah of Tom Maddox was here, and in fact, uh, I was here. I had uh, came here once or twice, even before the retired uh, district superintendent was pastor here at that time. Right. Even before uh, Tom Maddox. Right. Wow. Uh, because I don't live very far from here. I see. Yeah, and it's always it's always just been home since. Yes, uh, United Methodist. Uh, what had happened is my experience uh, had been mostly with the Black Church, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, uh, even though Desert Spring was closest, I drove an additional ten minutes to go to another United Methodist Church only because it was uh, a Black. But I found out that, of of course, I've known it all my years right um that it didn't matter united methodist is united methodist right. and, and, sure. and then of course i'll talk more about that have you always served because you were lay leader at the other church you've you've been and yeah. one thing we didn't say is you're a delegate for annual conference too right yes and and i was also on church and society david didn't know i was on per, uh, church and society for six years with one of his best friends george cushman oh wow Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, you've always served. It's, it's just that uh, awesome. um, it, when it comes to be Methodist, um, the thing I can say, I, I guess I can talk about Methodist Church a little bit. Sure, yeah. Um, before uh, Desert Spring existed, uh, uh, before we were united, Mm-hmm. For United Methodist Church, United Methodist Church came into existence. Uh, July, uh, excuse me, April twenty third, nineteen sixty eight. How do you know that? Speci- I mean, that is impressive. Well, <laughs> well, it has everything to do. Uh, actually, I was a very young boy uh-huh. at the time when we didn't, even the church wasn't integrated. Uh, okay, we had one big uh, jurisdiction. That right. jurisdiction was run by my uh, fraternity brother, my founder, uh, Bishop Edgar A. Love. Okay. Uh, that was the central jurisdiction of the United Methodist Church. And uh, pretty much during that time, uh, mm-hmm. what happened, he was 
one of his biggest accomplishments were to get the United Methodist Church to be more integrated because we realized that in in heaven, if you can imagine what heaven is like, depending on your imagination, uh, you probably won't find in heaven, at least by, from my thought right. process, is that, okay, we got the black group over there. Right, yeah. Various groups of Methodism is probably going to be people in heaven mm-hmm. that didn't have anything to do with Methodist, Baptist, anything. I suspect that since we all created by God, that we might find Islam and sure. Hindus or whatever. Who, who are we to say? Who, who are we who to God, say yeah. who, who's going to be entered right. into heaven and from that standpoint? And yeah. so um, I know that from my thoughts and my knowledge of Methodist Church, uh, let's go to one sad period of, of slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the North versus the South because the South wanted slavery and the North didn't always want slaves, mm-hmm. even though we find out more every day. It was out of those persons that dropped out of being Methodist mm-hmm. at the time uh, they actually became what we know now as the Southern Baptist Conference. Okay. A convention, rather. So that's where the Baptist Church came from, mm-hmm. from Methodists. I see. And 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 so enough about that. I'll right. just just mentioning it because it's a big long story. You'd have to dig, dig in the history forever. Sure. To, to come up with that. So, so have you always been a United Methodist? No. Okay. Uh, I was you know, I was CME, which originally CME was colored Methodist. Okay. Episcopal. Uh, then we became Christian Methodist Episcopal, and then uh, when the United Methodist Church came into being, it wasn't just everybody that was one kind of Methodist. All right. A, a number of other. Types of, uh, of I I won't say uh, just churches denominations uh-huh. joined and and that's how we end up United Methodist. Okay, but Methodist you've been but Methodist. Methodist. I've I always been, been Methodist, Methodist of one flavor or another. Right, but I was always Methodist from that standpoint. Did you um, you were raised Methodist? In yes, gotcha. As a kid, uh, because. Um, we had at least uh, three ministers in the family. Oh, really? Uh, from when I was a kid, um, even even uh, it won't tell you much about it, but we had uh, uh, Methodist slave preachers uh, mm-hmm. were allowed to preach it to a white congregation at one time or another. Wow. Uh, but they they weren't pastoring or anything like that. Right. But they were such orators. Sure. That the pastor would allow them to to right. deliver the sermon for the sun, Sunday. They had to be in the balcony uh, rather than being down on the. And and yet the, yet the spirits working through them. It, it was working. Know, yeah. yeah, definitely. In fact, John Wesley baptized two slaves. Wow. And a woman, at one time or another. Right. So, mm-hmm. some some good parts of the tradition. For sure, it's always been Methodist. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So I this is going to jump jump ahead, but I'm, okay. I'm looking at my notes. That's fine. So this will go from from your 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 early faith days, but yes, um, you're as I understand, not mm-hmm. something we've talked about before, but you you were an engineer. Well, I, I like to think that I'm still an engineer. Yeah, sure. I, I never, that never goes away. Yeah, that's uh, a, a mentality as that, much of anything. That is a story, an interesting story, how I ended up being a, an engineer. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that I was going to be a math teacher or something, uh-huh. teach science or something like that. But I, it was one class that drove me into engineering. Uh, I used to, uh, I had graduated high school, but uh, many people that I knew would go to uh, night school. Okay. And so, and for those of us who were young, there was a lot of young girls that was going to night school. So hey, a little extra incentive. That was a good, <laughs> a little more incentive to go. Uh-huh. And so I remember being in what is, what I would call now algebra one. Okay. Um, in Algebra 1, uh, we were tired from work all day and all that kind of thing. And so, anyway, we were doing poorly in class. And, and so uh, the teacher says, well, uh, nobody knows enough to, to become engineers or teachers or any of that other kind of stuff. And the person who I was there to see mostly was in my class, Maria Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she says... Uh, when the teacher says that we couldn't be an engineer, that I couldn't be an engineer, that I would build bridges upside down, houses right. would fall and all like that. And so Maria Rodriguez took an exception to that and, I, and says that I could be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is that uh, two of my instructors in high school who happened to have uh, attended school at Tuskegee, which is now Tuskegee University. Uh-huh. Um, and so I called them up and they said, hey, we can get you in. Wow. And, and so uh, uh, I guess about two years later, I had to raise money, which was all of $254 and wow. <laughs> at, right. uh, at minimum wage uh-huh. in, in New York as a, as a kid in New York City, Garment District. And so... Anyway, I uh, went away to Tuskegee, uh, signed in for math, and then switched over to engineering once I was on campus. But let me let me back off. Sure, just, sure. Just before I left uh, New York City, mm-hmm. uh, where so were you born in New York City? No, I was born in Savannah, Georgia. Okay, and uh, and, you... and uh, at three years old, my mother and dad um, divorced and uh-huh. went their separate ways. And I never lived with either one of them ever again. Really? And uh, But usually uh, my aunt. And right. then during the summers, I would visit my granddad, who had a good-sized farm in Georgia. Okay. And so all of the boys would go down from everywhere, from California, Carolina, Florida, uh-huh. uh, New York, and, and other places like that. We would convene. Right. At, at, uh, but anyway... It, it turned out that once at Tuskegee and I'm going along in class, mm-hmm. uh, just before I got there, 
it was kind of interesting time because that's when the civil rights movement started. So this is like early sixties. Yes. Okay. uh, Mid, mid to late sixties. Okay. And so anyway, uh, we were privileged to have, uh, to see many of the people who were involved in the civil rights movement. And in fact, three days before, uh, they were killed. The three mm-hmm. civil rights workers that we know about, uh, Mississippi burning, mm-hmm. um, those three civil rights workers were on my campus, and really? we had a chance to talk to them. And Miss Louiso and Muhammad Ali and all kind of people were on our campus. Wow! At the time, and had I graduated in four years, but the School of Engineering had a five-year program instead right. of four. Uh, Martin Luther King would have been my commencement speaker. Really. Um, Wow. So uh, that's part of the the thing. But uh, while at Tuskegee, it was more than engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an experience that you would get a chance to learn about any and everything under the sun. Uh, we had lectures. George Lincoln Rockwell was there. Malcolm X was there. Wow. In, in fact, uh, uh, there was... Don Shirley, which is the Green Book, the uh-huh. movie, right? Uh, about the Green Book, and so um, all those types of things. And then the Tuskegee Airmen would would mm-hmm. come in and out uh, because they were up in age, but uh, World War Two was over and and, right. and that kind of thing. So we were exposed to an awful lot yeah. of things. It was formative time and yeah. in kids kids' lives, and to get that, yeah. So uh, it was it was a well-rounded education and in, in all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, one time, uh, I think that I don't always remember everything, but one time I remember uh, a call came out uh, about two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. All the boys, all the men. Mm-hmm. Report to the rifle range. And wow. uh, so I thought we only had a few rifles that were for the rifle team and things like right, that. Right. But uh, it was enough guns there to to uh, become a battalion. Wow. And the reason that we were called to the rifle range in the first place, Ku uh, Klux Klan threatened to come on the campus. And really? They had no idea yeah, that they were going to walk into a battalion. <laughs> and so and there was a whole bunch of things. Now, while I was at Tuskegee, uh, I was not in Alabama. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Well, it turns out that Alabama had gerrymandered Macon County out of the state of Alabama. And so my representative in Congress, Adam Clayton Powell, was also um, the uh, representative in Congress for Macon County in Alabama. Wow. Uh, we At the time, we only had three uh, black congressmen in all of America. Right. Uh, one in Chicago and one in Detroit and, and one in New York. Wow. And so how the world has changed. Um, yeah. And then in addition to uh, getting my degree in engineering. And what kind of engineering was electrical. it? Electrical. Oh, wow. And, and it took five years. 
Yeah. And so I also got a commission as second lieutenant in the Air Force. Really? Uh, to um, And so when, when I graduated, I went back looking for the teacher who said that I was going to build yeah, exactly. Bridges upside down. Right. And that was just before going to flight school, uh, uh, flying school in uh, California. And so after uh, training, we ain't, I'm not talking about being a pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, most planes had navigators, but beyond navigation, there was electronic warfare officer. Okay. Is the next step beyond that. And so as a electronic expert in, in a lot of areas, uh-huh. I was assigned to do research and development wow. and uh, used to uh, fly right. up to the North Pole a lot and wow. play games, see the Soviet MiGs and all that kind of stuff. But I'll be careful as to what I say sure. on that. But what I found out later, what I was working on, stealth technology. That was wow. the beginning of stealth technology. It took 40 years before it really right. became... Wow. That's pretty amazing. I mean, to go from one to the Mm -hmm. other, I mean, you're, Mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of the important things that have shaped the world today. Yes. As a Lieutenant, you, you get a three, $3 million budget way back then. Wow. Uh, to, uh, find out, uh, radar. Right. It was, it was my area expertise. And when I finished that tour of duty, uh, huh. I became a nuclear missile commander. Really? Where I had missiles. That's a... Yeah, and, and um, Jerry, um, our lay leader, uh-huh. I I know where his church is in Helena. Oh, I, really? I went there uh, at that church once. Uh, but it was... I didn't go for the church. I had to do something else uh, because I was looking at a job for IBM. Oh, wow. And so to take the test, I had to go to Helena from Great Falls. Wow. But uh, uh, in in fact, today, I didn't know, but Helena has a black mayor. Huh. From Africa, from Libya. Wow. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yes. So you are you were attending church throughout all this as well. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, we, uh, I sang in the, in the Protestant choir. Wow. We had uh, on the base. We would have um, uh, the Protestants would have eight o'clock. The Protestants came in. I'm mean, excuse me. The Catholics came uh-huh. in at nine o'clock, nine thirty, and so we would have um, those two services on Sunday on the base. Wow, That's... things like that. Cool. And then from from there you went. Uh, you know, you... From there, I got out of the service, mm-hmm. and uh, I started working as an engineer, but mostly a manager. Uh-huh. Uh, well, let me back off. Before, when I got out of the service, my first job was working with um, Westinghouse. Okay. And I was like a, mm, event, not really an event planner, but it was my meeting that where we got together to uh, talk about the status of of parts and things like that. Uh-huh. We were building the uh, aircraft carrier Nimitz. No kidding. And and so I was the one that we called the meetings every month to uh-huh. find out the status of who is altered, what, how, where's right. the design on this, and where's the design on that. 
uh, is it out for bids and all of that. So it was my responsibility to bring all that together. I have a cousin who uh, he's he lives in uh, South Carolina or Georgia now, but mm-hmm. works down in uh, Savannah Riverside. He was mm-hmm. he was on the Nimitz for yes a number of years. But uh, once we were done with that, and then I left that and, and uh, started working for uh, Verizon. Okay. It, it wasn't Verizon then. It, sure, it, yeah. It, it the baby bells just split up and yeah, yeah. We were ninety X for a while, and then. Um, Bell Atlantic, and then finally Verizon, as we I know see. it today. Cool. And is that it, what brought you to Las Vegas? Or? No, 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 no. Uh, I was downsized. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, the whole department just went away. Poof. Uh, uh-huh. uh, working in corporate America, um, I won't say don't believe them, <laughs> but we were supposed to have had money enough to work for three or four years, but three months later, our department was gone. Wow. And so every October 20th, my girlfriend and I, wherever we happened to be in the world, would meet mm-hmm. here in Vegas. Oh, really? And so my phone rang, uh-huh. cell phone rang, and it, and it was a, a contractor that says, that, hey, somebody from New York told me that you knew how to fix the radio stations. Uh-huh. And so... Um, I said, yeah, I know how to fix a radio station, but I didn't know that Verizon's technology was about 10 years ahead of Sprint's. (laughs) And so, but I still was able to teach myself Sprint's computers and that kind of stuff. And so I designed the circuitry to run the radio stations and and that kind of thing here in in, uh, Las Vegas. after that, uh, they came out with something new called Frame Relay, yeah. and it was I that designed the uh, uh, that hooked Clark County schools together, the Water really? District, Bank of America, and several other things wow. together. That, and so, so Frame Relay was uh, is technology electronic that, switch, yeah, yeah, and and uh, mm-hmm. eventually, you know, that kind of evolved yeah. into what the internet is today right right yeah right. Wow. and i was part of the team that that uh, started the internet for sprint wow man you've touched all kinds of things well I, it's like music i played a lot of horns but not very, <laughs> but not very well <laughs> well i think you know to a certain extent it's the uh being being willing to play and and be yeah. in there that's impressive yeah, that's enough of that. Yeah. So how how has your faith sort of influenced your life through your jobs and career and Well, uh faith is uh, uh I use faith as a, as a word. Uh faith without action mm-hmm. is void. Yeah. And it, and it's how we put our faith together or uh, I'll skip ahead to a lot of stuff and and talk about the year 2000, I think it was, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, okay, 
how am I going to do this? And I said, okay, first thing I got to do is probably uh, pray mm-hmm. a little right. bit. <laughs> right. So um, I said, okay, you got them in a, in a little bind right now. Mm-hmm. So I know that you can heal me. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you heal me, you can use me. Right. Complete the open-ended uh, statement, uh-huh. which uh, often left me since then. I won't say in the vine. No, but, but you're. But you, you say can't that. Say no. Right. Exactly. You're, anything you, that comes up, yeah. you say, "Okay, wait a minute. I promised God that yeah. I was going. He could use me yeah. to do whatever. Right. And and I I can't call the shots. So I saw God using me. Putting me, mm-hmm. putting my faith into action to right. all kinds of things that that happen um, has come come about. Uh, what is happening is that my I didn't put drops in my eyes and so they burn a little <laughs> <laughs> or itch. Yeah, and and so that's why I'm either rubbing or, or touching or whatever. Right. But anyway, that's what's happening. The. Uh... You know, I've heard it said that um, you, you'll hear people make the comment kind of aff- offhandedly mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. problem with that is there's a lot of bad things that happen. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, mm-hmm. why, why, does that, why does that have to happen? Is it really God's plan that somebody suffers? But maybe a better way to rephrase it is, is what I've heard, and that is God can take the sufferings and and the bad things yes. and use them and, and make something it. good you come turn out it of it. Use. So when you say that, mm-hmm. you know you you have this huge thing happen to you where mm-hmm. you're diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and you give it to God and say, "Put me to your will." Mm-hmm. That's a scary place to put yourself. Mm-hmm. But you're you're letting God use you for what He wants to do. Mm-hmm. That's pretty... Cancer-free for 26 years. Wow. So you got your answer to your prayer there. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I, I, I'm not sure I'd have that ability to surrender like that. I mean, I think that takes a lot to say, you know, whatever you're going to do with me, mm-hmm. do. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're pretty vulnerable at that point. A song... I surrender all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, to... Actually do it. To actually do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it depends on how people view themselves or view the world. But but everything that God has asked me to do, need it doing. Right. Yeah. And, and it ended up that I was the one that he chose to do it. So yeah. that's how that happens um, sometime. Yeah. Maybe along those journey, did you have scriptures that you went back to? Or do you have your own favorite scriptures that you, you well, turn to? Yeah. Well, there's always a, there was a lot of scriptures that I go to. But mm-hmm. a favorite scripture is the book of James, uh-huh. the third chapter. Okay. That talks about taming the tongue. And it sure. talks about those of us who are teachers uh, will be held to a stricter account than just regular people. I don't know. 
but I would like to think somehow or another that I will probably be held to account mm-hmm. uh, stricter. And uh, it it also talks about playing both sides of the fence. You can't. Right. Uh, you can't have both uh, salt water and fresh water coming out of the same source and mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Uh, you either going to try to be a good person or not. Uh, right is right, mm-hmm. and wrong is wrong. If it's if it's not right, right. Uh, uh, do the right thing has probably been my uh, guide. Sure. Regardless, the, you may pay a price. Yeah. But yeah, but do the right thing. Right, that ultimately that's what, that's what you, you come out mm-hmm. um, ahead, or mm-hmm. but that's not always an easy choice to make either. Doing the right thing. Yeah, well, in in many in many cases, I often think about the, especially the country right now. We know right from wrong, most mm-hmm. of us, but we choose to do the wrong thing for the wrong reasons right uh and and that's where we are for example um america has we might be the most powerful and a whole a whole bunch of other things that are the best if you mm-hmm. want depending on who's, who's looking at it hate is probably one of the uh uh most available things that that we do mm-hmm. and if you really think about it, hate is a weakness. Sure. It's not a strength. Right. Uh, love and and mm-hmm. joy and, and peace and all those things, they are strengths. Yeah. But hate, and you got to remember, I'm not supposed to like my neighbor over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you carry that. It's a burden it, 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 it is what it is. It's, it's easy for sin... Yes. To, to trick us into believing mm-hmm. that the strength is is power, and uh, we have to be stronger, and that means stronger suppressing somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it's I mean, what it's the gospel weakness. teaches is is you know, you've got to serve, you've got to you've got to be make yourself last, and that's mm-hmm. that's the strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I remember, and and it's an easy, interesting thing that only certain times, only certain things you remember. I remember on the evening that uh, President Obama mm-hmm. was elected president of the United States, David Gerging, who was a news, uh, well, I won't say that he was an anchor or nothing like that, but he was around. He was from North Carolina. And he and he was uh, uh, tearing. He was really crying. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to know why. And he says, "Okay." He was finally relieved. And the, and the thing that gave him relief was that when he was a boy in in North Carolina, that he was under heavy pressure from his parents to tell grown black men, you got to go around to the back door. You can't come to the front door wow. and, and that kind of stuff. And he was finally relieved from that burden of sin, right? if, if, if you want to put it that sure. way. And yeah. that's why I talk about uh, uh, 
then there was probably Proverbs uh, 23 and 7 that mm-hmm. talks about, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then they, I found out that there was a book that was written many, many years before that on that same subject. Uh, but uh, even even with students, uh, I didn't mention that the last 15 years uh, as a part-time math tutor, I tutored for UNLV. Okay, math. Yes, math. And the interesting thing about that was that uh, I had no idea of, of the students, so I would talk to the students about what do, uh, in today's world, mm-hmm. what is it that bothers you? Uh, what is it that you think about? Mm-hmm. What is, is there anything you worry about? Mm-hmm. Uh, those types of things. And these are and, these are kids in their early twenties. Well, some in their twenties, but mm-hmm. I also did high school because okay. the problem the problem in Clark County is that <clears throat> UNLV requires a twenty two as an entrance number on the ACT. Okay. Most of the students in Clark County can't make but 14 or 15. So they can't make the 23. And so where I came in is that UNLV says, hey, we need you to go out to the high schools and see inner city schools more than anything. Mm -hmm. See if you can help raise Mm -hmm. that 14 up Mm -hmm. to 23. And some we could. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was awfully hard because I remember working one summer I had 39 students. Wow, that's a lot of kids. I got two right. to to be able to get into UNLV. Uh-huh. Uh, but the what the problem was, it wasn't necessarily the uh, students. Mm-hmm. It has more to do with the family yeah. structure. Yeah. And, and, and that that's the weakest link in terms of success uh, one way or the other when it comes to the education. Right, yeah. But... That's what I talked to them about. Once I got talking with them, then I could find out where they are. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. know who I can help and who I couldn't right, help right. and who, uh, that yeah. kind of thing. So You, you, you had to know them yes, as a person. A, a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, but I used comedy. Okay. A, a comedy about a whole bunch of things, anything I could use mm-hmm. to laugh about. And then we would stop somewhere. Oh, we... we we're supposed to be doing this math. We got to stop just laughing. Then I had just sold them a bag of goods yeah. uh, that they would now listen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. They would hear what I was saying. Right. And and that's how I helped more than anybody. Well, uh, I any, think, anything, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think my suspicion is um, there's an aspect to it of doing what, UNLV asked you to do. Let's see yes. if we can raise some scores. Yes. There's an aspect to it of you've got these kids who have whatever life circumstances. Efficiencies, and, yeah. And here's this person who's taking the time to see me as a person. Mm-hmm. The effect of that is different than maybe raising scores, but mm-hmm. just as profound. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a faith in action kind of a statement there, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, this is a question that, that uh, we've, we've asked in different, different ways, but what, what do you want to be remembered 
by? What what do you want your legacy to be? Uh in in my uh final service. Mm-hmm. Somebody should sing if I could help somebody. This is a song. Uh but in order to help somebody, uh I start out with the truth. Okay. Uh you you start with the truth because if you don't know uh, uh there was a saying that I ran across one day that says do you want people to tell you the truth or not? Mm-hmm. It takes courage to say what needs to be said to the people that needs to hear it. Right. And if you can start out with the truth, everything else is you have a foundation to build on. Sure. If yeah. you if you don't have the truth to build on, uh everything will be flawed and yeah, it's you're... it's like the building built in sand and yeah. solid rock type of thing. Uh, the truth will stand, whatever it will be and whatever the consequences are. And and that's what I would prefer to be remembered as the truth teller or mm-hmm. uh, the the great helper right. uh, from that standpoint because uh, people may not know it, but that is the thing that gives me that raises my spirit. It does all kind of good things to me to, uh, to help somebody. If I can help somebody, then my living would not be in vain. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's the text uh, is part of the song. If I can help somebody. I, I think that there's a lot of what we are called to do as Christians is to serve, mm-hmm. uh, to bear good fruit, as I always like to say it. Um, and, by living a life of helping somebody, mm-hmm. that you're doing the right thing. As well as doing God's <clears throat> will that yeah, I exactly. promised. Yep, yep. That I promised. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite book? <laughs> well, uh, one of my, my, well, two books. Okay. The first one, actually it's not my number one book. My number one book is... Uh, call what keeps me standing okay uh that's a book about almost 500 grand black grandmothers uh-huh. wrote a letter to the author of the book about uh, uh peace and hope and mm-hmm. and uh, uplifting somebody but i can understand better than most uh, what they were talking about because what they were talking about, their sons were either stolen away, lynched, right. or there is 34% uh, black people, black men uh-huh. in prison. And and so uh, somebody's got to look after those people. Right. But it was the prayers of those grandmothers that held us that get it keeps us standing, keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that's praying that my son won't get gunned down because he was getting some skittles right, or right. some other kind of thing. He was only just just driving. Yeah, uh, uh, we see it on the news all the all time. The time. 
and and so uh, it was their prayers, and they, their prayers weren't limited to just their boys. It, it was their experience, the condition of their lives, the conditions mm-hmm. of the world that they as they saw it, and so that's my uh, book, my favorite book. Uh, what keeps me standing? What keeps me standing? Yes, uh, and it's uh, by Dennis Kimbrough. Okay. Um, the other one, I keep forgetting the name of the uh, the the name of the person that wrote the book, but it calls uh, attitudes. Attitudes are contagious. Are yours worth catching? Ah, it's a good question to ask. Yes, and that's a book. It's not a big book. It's uh, less than fifty pages. Right, but. It has some profound things in there about how how easy it is to get off track. Uh-huh. But the thing that guides us, we got to start out with the right attitude about things. Uh, how how is it that uh, I found that in in tutoring uh, that the attitudes weren't. Right. In the right frame uh-huh. in order for learning to take place. Right. And so you have to adjust your attitude about yeah. things, whether it be religion or any other thing. If you want to be successful, you got to enter into it, uh, working with it with the right attitude. Right. And that's my uh, second book. I like it. I, I have so many books written down. It's all I got to read that. I'm. <laughs> Probably never get get through them all, but I'm always interested to to hear what people find um, as good. I mean, there's there's too many books to read, but there is. I, I'm about nine books behind. Yeah, stack, <laughs> stack there. I'll get them. I'll get them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I I want to thank you for mm-hmm. being willing to come and mm-hmm. and share your story. There's mm-hmm. there's so much more to unpack too. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I appreciate you you sharing with everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to close us in prayer, if you don't okay. mind. Yep. Heavenly Father, we th- thank you for, for Randy, for all of the impact that he's had, the things that he knows and the things that he has no idea impacted. And we pray that his and other good work can continue, that lives can be touched through people who are willing to do good things, to do your work, to do kingdom work. Help us all to be inspired by those who do those things and, and inspire others. And we pray for your, your healing touch in this world and for your, your will to be done. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.